0: I'm Tanya, and I'm Genesis and this is a page of my diary podcast where we will be talking about past and current events and life experiences and I am so excited to have Genesis back on the podcast Genesis you got anything to say before we get into the topic I just
1: want to say that uh I've appreciated being a a week a week-long guest I feel (laughs) special I feel like I need to have a plaque on the wall
0: clearly uh, i need
1: to have a page
0: exactly in your diary <laughs> that is so funny you are right okay so as you can tell by the title today we're getting into some mental health because we didn't talk about sex we didn't talk about will and jada but me and genesis got to get into some things for real a little bit more serious a little bit more informational yes and so we're going to talk about high functioning anxiety and um this is something me and genesis have in common we both basically kind of i don't like to say suffer from it but we both deal with having anxiety yeah. and when i saw like what the definition for high function and anxiety was i was like that's more me genesis can vouch for that so we're going to just kind of talk about our journeys and i have some questions um since we both basically have Insight we into it. We like the it. same people. We didn't um, make a thousand lists. Yeah. So the first question is, um, when did you realize um, you you struggled or you know had anxiety in oh like God. Yeah. Oh
1: my God. All right. So I probably I, I tell this story all the time if you know me personally, but um, I was 18 and it was my very first year in college. And obviously, I have a really big family, Mm -hmm. so I used to be at home chilling, and it was always little things, but so, so small that I never paid attention to, Mm -hmm. but I know that like, I I would get like embarrassed really easily, or like, just little stuff, like getting embarrassed in class, like I didn't want to go up and go to the bathroom, it was really small stuff that I never thought was like, I just chalked it up to me being like, quirky or awkward. Right. And, um, I went to my, um my first year of college and i was out there i was being myself and i was having i was having the best time and i went to go to class and i was like 10 minutes early right no i was like 15 minutes early to class right and i sat in in the um in the little hallway and they and at johnson it was i went to jaywoo jaywoo in rhode island <laughs> and um <laughs> go cats no so i went to johnson and wells in Rhode island so i was already far away from home and it was like these little it was like i don't know the. it wasn't like a common area but where the classes were it was like these little seats okay? right i was sitting in one of those seats on my phone and i just happened to look over and notice that oh the classroom it was a classroom with a kid with a room full of kids and they was all looking at me and i was thinking like see jokes on them see i'm see i'm i'm gonna be in class early right i'm here 15 minutes early and I kept looking at the classroom with all these kids looking back at me and I was like well why does this look familiar and it was the class I was supposed to be in right yeah and um I wasn't late or anything but like everybody looking at me really like like it I was scared and I didn't know. really okay yes, I was like scared and I didn't know like so I started to hyperventilate, right really really bad because I don't I, I'm so like I get embarrassed really easily right it never was like a big deal but like i saw all these people looking at me i was sitting there for like 10 minutes like talking to myself talking about (laughs) i'm gonna be early for class (laughs) this this professor ain't even gonna know about it and i'm looking at my courses and stuff and they have been looking at me for like 10 minutes and i realized that that was my class and my biggest thing is that i don't sound like people like looking at me or staring at me so the whole point of me being early was to avoid that whole thing right so all these kids in this class are staring at me in the hallway and honestly, it's perception is reality. They probably were not even looking at me that hard. Right. It was just my perception. So I realized that was my class, and I got so I got immediately embarrassed. My I, my face became flushed. My face was red. I started hyperventilating because I was actually scared. So I hyperventilated, and I'm like, and I couldn't breathe. And I sat there and I couldn't breathe. So I was like, run into the uh, elevator. Right. She's so like, oh, I'm finna die. Like, oh, I can't breathe. Right. And I'm like, my eyes are, like, filling up with tears. And I cu- I just couldn't breathe. And I'm, like, running to the nurse's office. Because I'm like, oh, I'm finna die. Like, yeah. something's wrong. Yeah. Well, I way to the nurse's office, sat right there, like, <sighs> and I'm like, hey, I can't breathe. I think, you know, yeah. I'm having a heart attack. She takes me back there. And I'm over there, like, <sighs> like hyperventilating really hard. And she was, like, checking my... Checking my vitals and checking my stuff and i'm like yeah so you know i'm dying and you know i just want to know all right is it a heart attack and she was like no um you're fine i'm like no but i'm not so i'm not being dramatic and she's like no um no, no no i you're fine i think you might have like suffered from like an anxiety attack i was like okay ma'am you know black people that's not real so right. i'm not gonna go back and forth with you and um the day i the day i ran from my class to the nurse's office because i was hyperventilating was the day i had to go get signed in for counseling because they were like um okay well maybe the nurse's office is not the right service for you right uh the uh (laughs) the um floor above us is the counseling services go to the counseling services and make an appointment because i might they say you might suffer from anxiety anxiety attack, so that's, I found out when like I was the 18 because wow. mm-hmm, I had a really 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 bad panic attack and it just felt like I was going to die so right you know
0: my overdramatic butt ran to the nurse at least you went and got some help hey yeah. you When went and sought help that's so crazy that our stories are so similar like I, I was 18 too I, it was my freshman year in college I went to UNCG which was literally like 15 to 20 minutes away from my home in High Point. <laughs> but I ain't going to lie. I was um I was young. You know, 18 is young and we like college that the way they portray college and actually living in living the, the college Man. experience is very different. You I know what I'm saying? So be
1: lit on TV.
0: But you also are you're 18, so nobody ever just is honest about the fact that you're still like a, a kid and you got a lot of Issue you you struggle from that coming from your home your comfort zone and stuff so right. I'm just like almost at the end of my first semester I was I started out doing really good and I started talking to this guy so I put a lot of focus on him um and I, I so that was affecting my grades that was affecting everything that was going on with me I was having some family issues and I was just going through it you know what I'm saying and. This guy told me that um, the girl he was dealing with before me and him got together was pregnant. And he basically knew (gasps) it was his. And so, I was just like, that tip, like, everything I was going through, that just, I think my car had broke down. Like, I had a blown head gasket. Like, I was just going through so much. And I was only 18 and I just wanted to be at home, honestly. I was like, man, we're Angie and Rica. you know. So I was just, I had a whole panic attack, and I felt exactly like you said. It just felt like I was gonna die. Like I was crying and crying, and I just cried myself into like a panic attack. And my roommate couldn't really help me. I tried. I remember I tried to call my dad and try to talk to him, and I was just breathing out hard and stuff like I was telling him like I really feel I, I don't think I told him I felt like I was gonna die but I know I was trying to talk to him and I could I was breathing right. so I was felt like I was gonna die um but I didn't even though I went through that and I knew it was something that was the, like one of the craziest things I had been through I didn't recognize it as anxiety until I, I think I might have let years later I might have watched the movie or read something and it described mm. that and I was like dang I had a panic or anxiety attack. So yeah, but like a big panic attack, like when I really realized it was something that I, it was when I was 18 and it was, that was a scary, scary moment. So knowing this, we were both young and you know, some years have gone by for both of us, but just now that you can identify it, what do you think is the root of your anxiety? Like, have you ever sat down with a therapist and got because I've been to therapy and i let him know straight up like I know I struggle with anxiety and I told him a lot of the reasons and he was even like now I will eat like from what you're telling me and from your life your life stories I would put pre- I would I would prescribe you medication for your anxiety if I felt like you needed it because your anxiety is rooted in a lot of trauma so mm. and, and we started to identify it, identifying some of the ways I could it could have stemmed from when I was little so what are some of yours that you can think of
1: Um, I would definitely say like I, we were already kind of talking so we both come we are from the same family I was about to say we both come like we was different we, we come from a very big family yeah. so like um it was very easy Uh, and this is no offense to anybody ever yeah. so right but it was very easy to just be kind of lost in the sauce because I was just I was like I was like weirdly responsible but i was not the oldest but i was just responsible right so i was very very responsible so it was just easy to just kind of get like oh that's so that that's okay yeah and so i just kind of like built a pattern for myself of like like everything was okay like right. whatever what happened like really really good oh it's okay or really 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 fucking bad oh that's just okay right so i would like build this pattern for myself of just kind of like going and just keep going without dealing with stuff and even if it was like something really serious i just didn't think it was my place to like make anything a big deal right so i would just it was a whole bunch of uh internalization like i have really bad abandonment issues if like i'm being super honest so like right and and just a lot of like uh like just fear of failure because since i was since i was like with all these people and all my mother's children are very unique i was always scared that like i wasn't gonna be like like good enough or like unique enough or like special and stuff like that so i just was always like so scared to like not be exactly who i felt like i should have been
0: right so i was
1: always it was just like a lot of fear when i was growing up but it was always like overshadowed because i had the security of my family right so i it was stuff that i would deal with but i just wouldn't deal with it because i had a big family right it's not a big deal right now
0: right right that's crazy and and like you said just being so young and being weirdly responsible for things that probably a person your age shouldn't have even had to have responsibility over that's the stem of your anxiety it's like how you gonna make a little kid responsible of this big it could have probably been some grown-up stuff sometimes yeah and and can you imagine the anxiety of a kid trying to be responsible for some grown-up shit because you
1: just got to keep going like can um,
0: you imagine if lj was you know he lives a totally different childhood than both of us can you imagine I, when I was eight when I was seven I had a house key and when me and Michael Malik got off the bus I was responsible for letting us in the house and making mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying can you imagine if there was something LJ had to do <laughs> first of all was, first of all it wouldn't even last a day <laughs> but can you imagine the anxiety I had I'm I'm seven years old and I'm not like I said this ain't no like knock or shade to nobody but that's a big responsibility to give a seven year old the house key right and let y'all y'all let y'all self out in the mornings and get on that bus we we're five we're six seven and eight that's really young and then really young. get off the bus to an empty house let yourself in and just make sure that can kind of put a little bit of anxiety on the kids so that, that can be a little root of it for you and i guess i i guess i feel like i had some responsibility too but for you for sure like i think for most people um like being like
1: really young and being responsible i think a lot of parents like
0: and no and our, our parents do the best they can so this is not 100 you know what I'm, saying? Like, I'm i'm great like true my parents had to work right they, they had to go to work and it wasn't, it wasn't really an in-between for us for, but that changed because we locked ourselves out of the house and rode to school with a stranger. <laughs> and that was over with. <laughs> um, so that definitely changed and, um, you know, Q stepped in and she had, but she had to sacrifice her hours at work. So I like...
1: You know. But even even then, I do remember, because um, I grew up with not only my mother, but my aunt Janet, because my father was not in my life, obviously. Not obviously, but yeah. you know, obviously. Right. And so I never really, like, I grew up in a mostly two-parent household for a good chunk of my life. But even still, like, my mother, without getting too deep in it, um, she suffered from alcoholism for a good chunk um, of my childhood. And, but so did my aunt. But it was just on different spectrums. Right. So, like, it was a lot of part-time parenting. <laughs> and it was right. just, like, like, sometimes you walk into the house and it's good and it's food on the stove. And sometimes you walk in the house and Jario is not home from school. She's supposed to be home from school at, like, 11. It's four. And it was little stuff like that that we would just have to be, like, like you. it wasn't time to be, like, oh, I'm a kid. Right. I get to just, like, cry and just be, oh, no, mama, like. You yeah get Jario from school right now or yeah it, it wasn't like a lot of time to like like break down yeah so a lot of people who suffer from anxiety that i've seen it's just a lot of internalization mm-hmm. because you just keep you just you got to internalize everything yep.
0: and and survive
1: it is like i said you oh, got to
0: internalize the stuff that's going on around you and then get in survival getting mode. and a lot
1: of times especially when you're young you don't even understand
0: but you'd be like
1: okay you'd be like, alright,
0: yeah. that's, that's
1: fucked up, and I don't even really know what's going on, right? but I do know that we need some...
0: Something, yeah. Something
1: needs to happen. We need a right. little structure and keep moving. And I do, and I will say, like, uh, Spring, she, she was what, like, four or five years older than me? Mm-hmm. But Spring was still going through her own stuff. Spring was a rebel, right. so... Right, right. It was like, it was like me being the, um, like, the mediator, because I was like, I wasn't old enough to be like a rebel. I was like young, but still, I wasn't too young to act like I didn't like, I didn't know. So it it was just that a lot. I think a lot of people who have anxiety is a lot of childhood stuff. Just being, Mm -hmm. um, it's just like internalized, and it's not always a responsibility thing. Right. I think that's just
0: probably me. That's probably yours. No, mine's is even before then. Like that's a part of it now. Now that I some of the perfectionists want to be a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and being a people pleaser was because I, I didn't have big, big responsibilities. I don't think I would, I don't think, I can't remember going through stuff like when you, you went through, but the stuff of like Tanya, and I think it's really just because I was the girl honestly but Tanya can carry do the key because Michael let y'all get locked out and have (laughs) some stuff Tanya gonna be the one to do this Tanya gonna be the one to do that I could not get bad grades like right Michael used to have sorry Michael Malik if y'all listening to this Michael basically had the worst grades he was passing but it wasn't really good grades Malik was in the middle but it was a lot of grace for him if i got bad grades i was going to get on punishment and if i got a b i still kind of got like but you know you want to get get an a and that stuff still has followed me now but for me i really realized talking to the therapist and i'm gonna try not to cry but it's it, it really stemmed from when i moved to north carolina when i was six away from my mama so six years old is really young And then, you know, I got my five-year-old baby brother who anybody know me, know I'm very overprotective of my family too. I'm a Leo or I'm a, I'm a Tanya and I'm very much like this about my family. So in my little mind, I'm trying to make sure Malik and Michael are good.
1: Right.
0: And I think I just didn't understand what was going on. Like you, you, I loved my dad. Don't get it twisted, but I only seen him like every other weekend and probably on the holidays. Right. Mama never told us we was leaving. <laughs> y'all just left. So you leaving thinking, oh, I'm going to spend the weekend with my dad. Then you drive this long, this long journey. You know, you keep falling asleep and waking up and you still driving. In the car. <laughs> and y'all done moved to a whole nother state. and But still in my mind, I thought, I'm still gonna go back home. Right, I'm just. Okay. I don't know where I'm at. But my dad cool, but he yeah, gonna take Malik, us back. Malik crying. So my brother, my baby brother, Malik was so young, and Malik was so young and still very much attached to mama that he didn't even fool with my dad like that, even right. on a week every other weekend. And then Michael, Michael, he was just out here holding us down, you know, the best he could. <laughs> so. I think that affected me, but in the moment, I only thing I really knew how to do was just go with it. Right. But I still did had a lot of little things I used to do. Like, it's so funny how I didn't even realize it until I was sitting there talking to my therapist. I was like, yeah, I didn't talk for like a year. And I really didn't. Like, real life, when I moved down here, I did not talk to nobody but Michael and Malik. And so they would have to talk through me. Like, I just i'm not gonna be able to i just that was, was like maybe that was my little way of rebelling right like i i ain't gonna talk i don't you know what i'm saying You, that, sound personal. I, it, that was just i guess my little way of doing it and um i used to cry my sleep sometimes and uh like this stuff sounds so sad i promise y'all i have made it through but like, i used to cry my sleep sometimes and then the thing that made it worse, I think about this now as a grown-up. I used to suck my thumb. No. Angie made me stop sucking my thumb. No. <laughs> so, it was just like at a little, you know, little young six-year-old age, I'm just like, what is going on with my life? But Parents, it was do not it's a time for everything (laughs) not when
1: when they've been dragged (laughs) across the goddamn world to a kid or because everything anything past 20 minutes you you don't went somewhere that's not the time let them have the blanket the pacifier the lip the thumb yeah whatever weird thing they want you got to let them have it yeah yeah
0: so i guess i i have internalized that this was the biggest situation, the first big situation in my life where I I didn't have a choice. Choices were made for me, and I didn't have any control about my life. And right. It started from that, that, that age, and um, it's just an eternalized thing now. So what causes the root of my anxiety is when I feel like I don't have control of stuff. Right. I'll start getting into that little girl. So, that was kind of where I, like, the main root of my anxiety was, like, that situation just wasn't internalized, like, I don't like, I don't like the fact that people can take away what was a stable thing right. for me, and it's not, it's not there, and there's nothing I can do but to just deal with this situation I'm in, and when I was like, little, I clearly it. just didn't say nothing, but um, now my way of, like, when I feel like that, I guess I have... I guess that's what the root of an anxiety experience would be for me. It's like when I lose... It's hard for me not to have control, which is not a good thing. Which it's Which is not. something I got to work but on. But it's
1: something that...
0: But now I kind of can identify with the cause and root of it. It's a symptom. No, yeah. but
1: I was going to say, I know you said that yours wasn't the responsibility so much. I think that was a good chunk of my childhood because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know Jenny. Right. If y'all don't know me up till now, I've assumed the responsibility of a part-time auntie y'all i yeah. really be out here letting these kids do what they want to do <laughs> yeah. because when i was younger it was like i was so and I know i'm gonna be a good mother
0: oh you're gonna be a great <laughs> eventually mother. yeah no
1: but even from like i think to like 10 or 11 whenever prince had his uh son when he had jeremiah that's when the whole like no it was even before that because any one of dario's friends that she would just bring along it was always like
0: you had to watch yeah i was on duty
1: but when prince had jeremiah i was like that was like the first time i remember like oh like i had i was like really babysitting like a baby and i was a baby right but you you made a good point when i was like five or six when my um father went to prison yeah. We were uh, at my we were at my granny's house and I remember it like cause it was weird and we went right. downstairs and I just remember like I heard like I saw him come in I heard him and then we all went downstairs and then it was a ruckus and then like he was just gone oh my god. and it was weird cause I was like okay so so he just disappeared, right. like he's gone so I think it's, it, it like, little stuff like that, like, I understand, like, not having control, So I was so little, I don't I don't know what, like I just know, like, this is somebody who's in my life, I'm calling him daddy this is my father, and then he's just like
0: Gone. yeah and i remember the
1: next day oh and, um, that's so that's really sad
0: that's traumatic
1: but yeah and this little stuff like that i i would say like i said for me it was the responsibility thing and falling through the cracks but i do remember that being a moment where like i don't like uh i don't like to not know right what's going on right because i get like
0: yeah, yeah or like i
1: don't like when people like like um like i like to set the terms for like my relationships and stuff yeah because like you're not gonna if you want to leave let me let you know that you can go right but not until i say so right because right. you're just not gonna do me like that yeah but, yeah i think um like um just not having
0: control yeah it's the idea the thing that makes you anxious is the idea that the rug can be snatched up underneath you at any moment
1: when you didn't when you had <laughs> this goddamn rug you know the rug right You
0: you, you vacuum it every day
1: <laughs> this do your
0: rug. and you then a rug going. You be like, wait. Right. So, yes. So, now that we kind of got that all out there, I feel very vulnerable on I know, this podcast. Right? Like, I, I, i we done talked about sex. We done talked about our periods, but I feel really yeah. vulnerable. I know. Um, I'm what are some, nervous. yeah, I'm kind of getting a little emotional, but it's okay. I think, I think this is therapy. It's healing. Yeah, this okay. is therapeutic. What are some coping mechanisms? Um that you kind of like have incorporated throughout the years
1: so this is something that like i'm like i i always did it i never not did it i can't remember a time i really didn't do it so i have a thing about the number five it is a few things but i really i really like the number five so
0: uh-huh.
1: when i even when i was like younger i would always watch the tv at like a numeral of five and i would chew on both sides of my mouth like like five or i would like it was really weird right and i remember i would do that all the time and it was just like random or small um but yeah like even now in my life like i don't i will not watch a tv that is not on a five or zero really or i put my deodorant on at the morning five swipes at a time I'll
0: okay ocd <laughs> and just i'm just playing bit. yeah
1: hey but um or i'll do like two and a half and they're making fun of me that don't count but it does but um <laughs> or but um yeah it's something to do with the number five that just makes me like feel comfortable i mm-hmm. don't know it's like safe it's a it's a safe it's a safe, safe number in five and um it's not even my favorite number i just it's just i can't remember not doing it right and um
0: I, like, I you the fifth born child, aren't you? Yeah, I am.
1: That's Wow. Weird. That's crazy.
0: I really gotta write my book. This is way off topic, but um, okay.
1: And um what I will do a lot is and I, I've done this all the time. Um so when something is out of your control, the one thing that I knew that I could control was like kind of myself to an extent. Yeah, yeah. So I um now I will tap anything, anything anywhere I will just tap my foot, my finger, or you know how people like do the rubber band thing? Like mm-hmm. I'll just like just poke myself. hmm Because it tries to keep it
0: just keeps me centered. Cause I'm like, okay. okay, well this I'll be like, okay, well, this is real. This this is So me. you think that I didn't mean to cut you off, you but good. you just made me think of something. So y'all already know that my son is uh autistic. He was diagnosed with autism. I think a I think a root of uh, autism is anxiety because you know they mm-hmm. have to have this they thriving structure. And when LJ gets off, hit, kill sometimes, I see he have a little anxiety and I be noticing that. But when he was really little, remember it came out in hitting and banging his head and stuff like that. And you, we would have to give him the deep pressure mm-hmm. or restrain him to give him the deep pressure. And is it something you think about contact or pressure or like you said tapping or just feeling something that can i don't know we see i need to get like a, a real life professional here that that, that might release something it, internally um, to like calm you down
1: when i did take when i wasn't counseling for my anxiety um it was a lot of stuff that the man Because that sound noticed. like stimming
0: that's what it was it sound like whatever you're doing is a form of stimming like stimulating yourself mm-hmm. Like.
1: And he would say, um, a big thing that we had to work on because when I would have panic attacks really, really bad in college and mm-hmm. it, they were always outward. I never they were not never a lot of them were not internalized. They were always like outward and blatant. And I'm right already the fact that I'm embarrassed, I would be anywhere in a fucking Starbucks and I'm like, Oh, oh, this is how this day's gonna go. So right. um one of the things that we worked on was like you gotta put your feet on the ground, you gotta fucking touch touch your arms your arms it you would go through every body part starting with your feet mm-hmm. and be like feel your feet everything is in your feet and you would just go up and you would go through all your muscles mm-hmm. um and it's just like a feeling of like because like that's almost like meditation yeah like anxiety the thing is it's it's like it's it's like irrational it's supposed right. to be like an irrational fear right it's stuff that's clearly not really scary but you are truly you have, scared yeah, of it yeah, yeah. so you try to bring yourself back to reality so it's a lot of that like um, and I also do I do a lot of lists and I've done yes. this
0: since you really do. Since since but. I
1: I will write a list about anything.
0: That makes me anything. feel like I have control when I write it yeah, down. Yeah, i I'll
1: be like <laughs> somebody be talking to me, and they be like Genesis, you gotta do this. this. I'm like, hey, I got you. So I'm gonna be like, this is the list of things I need to do today. The first thing will be make a list, make a new to do list. And then I'll I'll be I have lists about lists I want to make. And um, right. it's something therapeutic for me of writing down
0: because right. it makes
1: it it is you know when your thoughts are like racing through your head mm-hmm. and the thing about anxiety is well for me at least it's like a lot of it's just a lot of stuff going on right here that i can't try to pinpoint right 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 so um writing it down helps take it take pressure off of everything that's going on in
0: my right head. okay so i'll be writing that. so journaling is another coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. that's good that's one of mine too journaling um what i have learned my because my anxiety is a i obviously i don't want to say embedded like it's just something i can never overcome but it's something that's obviously a part of my temperament and all that stuff so when you just get to do learn yourself you realize what what works and what don't work and so for me personally i would say what is relieves my anxiety is tapping into my spirituality i just realized that i am a very spiritual person whether it's super duper saved and reading the Bible all the time and praying, or if it's kind of where I'm at now in my life of uh, still spiritual. I still actually be getting into the Bible, have my little worship music playing here and there, but I'm kind of learning to find spirituality in nature and uh, metaphysical science and stuff like that. And um, it's just very just nature like just like i like to sit out on the balcony and pray in my tongues on the balcony like you know what i'm saying like right i'm it i have taken it out of the church structure and stuff but it's still very much just spirituality and connecting on the spiritual realm that eases my anxiety because i because it connects me back to god and for me personally and this is not me trying to um you know be converting nobody or preaching but God to me is safe. God is who created right. me and created everything that I see and know. And so when I feel connected to God, I feel a relief like the world is not on my shoulders. God got it actually. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I feel so that. that's a definitely a cope. That's one of my mechanisms. Um then I, you know, I go I I was in intensive therapy in 2019, the um, the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019, I was in like therapy, I was going every week or every two weeks, I think every two weeks. So that's a lot. Now I was going every month at the beginning of 2020, but the last time I talked to my therapist, she was like, you seem like you good. Like hit me up in like three months, you know, Mm -hmm. let life happen. And I like that she, like that's where I'm at in my life now, which that's a lot of progress. And um, I think it's smart. As it's like if I really need her though, she's still doing Zoom meetings and all that. But she was like, "Girl, you're you're applying the the things that I'm giving you. You're applying the tools. Like we gonna catch up to three months. I'm sure you're gonna have something to cry. About. You know what I'm saying? Like something to get off your chest. So therapy too. Um, but
1: you know, not really quick. Uh, not to cut you off. No, you good. Uh, a thing about people. With anxiety, or at least what I've noticed in my life, I'm like, oh yeah, this is too good. I'll be looking, right. I'll be like, okay, well look, your relationship's good, he's probably cheating on you. Oh Go no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look good, but you could lose ten pounds. Then you, then it starts getting like, um, what is that? What is that word? Like obsessive? Because mm-hmm. now you're getting, you get real nitpicky. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, uh, like a, a trait of therapy mm-hmm. is self sabotage. I do it i don't do it all the time like i used to because i i've been applying the tools and if life is good i just have to tell myself you deserve this you work hard you are a good human to the best of your ability you know what i'm saying you deserve this so it's more you gotta just you gotta really do the work i'm telling you that's the only way is to fight is to like literally just take the steps um that's necessary for it because if you don't you literally just going to be having anxiety attacks and panic attacks and you're going to always just be out of control and that's not a life to live that's the, and that's when you can go the opposite route and like be addicted to drugs be addicted to sex be addicted to people be add, you know what i'm saying and don't get it twisted period i didn't gain this covid weight because First of all, I've been in the house sitting down, but I'm nervous about life. I'm still, I, I'm still, I still have my moments of anxiety where, like, I don't want my son to get the coronavirus. I don't want to get the coronavirus. Um, they out here protesting, people dying. We are in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I'm going to eat because that's here what makes is. me feel good. Because that is going So this ice cream
1: not going to let me. There
0: be. is also your think your vices where you 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 do you you'll let your you use something else to like what's the word it um to numb you to what everything i don't know if that's a question but what are some of your vices some of my vices Mm -hmm. um that's a good question so i would say um no but that was a good question eating you know like emo like eating um when I was really, really, when I had anxiety really, really bad, I used to, like, binge, like, YouTube stuff, like, because I'm really not a TV person, so it's never been TV for me, but I love YouTube, but I would go down a rabbit hole of, like, kind of <laughs> like mama, like, you know, first this one YouTube video, and then five days later, you be in the car I'm and like, uh, I'm like these people out here, witches and witchcraft, <laughs> witchcraft and wizardry, and um, the government and all these. Um, what do you call them? All these. Uh, uh, Illuminati. Illuminati and um, all these. Just, I'm just in a rabbit hole. I'm following uh YouTube couple that. That their life is nothing like mine, but I'm caught up in this, and it was just to get myself out of. That was an escape. So I would say binge watching things and like overdoing it, not having a, a control over that, eating that, and um, um, I honestly I don't have an issue with um with drugs i don't so i used to be a pothead i mean i used to smoke a lot though but i don't know if that helped me with my anxiety because if i smoke too much it made me have a it made me be paranoid so yeah so for me marijuana made me paranoid so that didn't help my anxiety it actually made it worse (laughs) and then alcohol I never had an issue with it like I, I don't I'm not addicted to alcohol you know because if, if I have one bad night of a hang, hangover the next day or I do something stupid I'd be like oh I need to chill out for a little bit you know what I'm saying I I don't even really keep alcohol at my house like I'm I like I said now I do drink but I don't I know people who s- keep their shelves stocked with alcohol mm-hmm. and beers and wine and stuff and me I be having it here but but then I could not have it here so I don't think that's something I struggle with and I don't struggle with overspending either now I'm not saying I can't manage my money better but I don't think I overspend because of anxiety but I think it would be like for sure some some things for me is when I get caught up when I tap out I'm probably somewhere watching a YouTube video trying to like (laughs) isolate myself so yeah when I advice too is when I isolate myself because now it's good to help to be a healthy taking stepping back but if you ain't heard from me for real because I keep up with everybody so if you ain't heard from me or I'm just not being active I'm I done tapped out you know You, you
1: over here yeah
0: sleep too just I remember when my son when I found out LJ had autism, I was depressed and it and it was anxiety. And I I would just sleep like other I bear I was only making it enough to like take care of him and go to work. And then I would always go home, eat, watch YouTube videos and sleep. Like I would sleep all weekend sometimes. And so sleep, sleep, yes. What about you? Sleep um i would say my heart is like a little bit different Uh uh-huh
1: um so definitely one is eating like i it is so stupid um how much control you you think you have over like food because oh my god like it's gonna make me feel better but definitely eating i can I can fuck up a bag of, like, chips that I didn't even know I had. I'm like, right. They gone. Harry Potter's still going. Um, I actually do uh, impulsively spin mm-hmm. um, because I, it's something about a thing. I can't even explain it because in my head, it's just, like, a whole different thing. Like, it's something about just a thing, just having a thing, mm-hmm. like a thing or things. Right. It just calms me down. Like, right. And it's so stupid. Cause Is it, it
0: being a new thing?
1: it might be but it's something that's just mine like it's something that's mine I can have it's mine this is mine I'm gonna put this here and it's mine you can't touch it this is mine this is my stuff right Um, but it's something about a thing and that's something that I really just I pray about all the time because I know it's such a bad habit to have but um definitely spending so like if I get really really anxious or feel myself feeling like really out of control I would just go buy something so like let's say somebody said they were gonna take me on a date and they did it it makes me really like uncomfortable and right I would just go to go to walmart and just be like okay well i need to redo my room right got 200 of stuff in the cart and i'm like <laughs> put it on these <laughs> put it on that. <laughs> treat yourself treat yourself um i would definitely say it's definitely the food and um the spending um yeah after i turned 21 if i can be honest it started to be some it started to be alcohol a little bit just because it's easy mm-hmm. and i i the worst feeling for me is feeling uncomfortable around people i can feel uncomfortable by myself in my room and deal with me and my demons by myself i hate right. being uncomfortable in a group of people right. so i know like i will get cool and loosen up right. if if i got a little liquor in me so right. after i turned 21 it started to be a little bit of the alcohol and I just like you were saying, I just um uh you can look it up, but like dissociation or disassociating, mm-hmm. it's just times where like I'll I'll be so uncomfortable with myself that I won't even like feel like a real person for a little bit. Yeah. And I'll catch myself like rambling. I don't know, talking to myself or like talking to somebody, but it just don't really. I just be like, yeah, just just rambling, just right. going on. But if i'm like alone or something definitely disassociating because it's easy it's yeah. like the it's, it it's is the easiest one because you if everything else fails and i'd be feeling so bad for people because i'd be doing just this yeah looking into la la land for an hour and um but yeah disassociation
0: it's almost like ghosting not in the sense of like ghosting the person you're talking to but you do ghost you start ghosting everybody around you a little bit or
1: or what what i mean is if i'm not like getting too deep it's kind of like you know like when you start a daydream mm-hmm. but it's like that but like but you live in, in the of daydream somebody and they be like talking to me and i'm like right yeah okay and i would just be yeah not there Oh, I wanna um, go
0: through that a lot. I didn't even yeah. This you should I look. go through that a lot. Look
1: up disassociation. I had to look it up because for a minute and a half, and even still so to this day, I thought it was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just like it's coping for some people. Some people, it's higher than others, but it's coping. Sometimes you really don't feel like you can deal with with something, right? And you just totally, you just you just dis, right? You just disassociate from what you're doing. Um, and um i would say sleep when i was in college um i had insomnia really bad mm-hmm. so i had to take bindro and other sleeping medications so i would in college i would just abuse them a little bit because i just didn't i didn't want to like talk to nobody and stuff so right. i would
0: just
1: like if it was like if it was right after class it was four o'clock i'm like it's a party
0: partying my sleep, period. <laughs> That's how we, man, let me tell you. I done slept my couch, on um, my dirty couch in town on 416 Griffith Street, Thomasville.
1: Be shalom.
0: Man, when I tell you, I would come, I would get off work some Fridays. I would take LJ to Vernell's house just so he could be gone. I would go home Friday after, after work, drop him off, sleep the whole weekend don't take no bath no nothing i'm just giving you the raw honest truth too like just be out just just be doing nothing and eating and mm-hmm. it's just like i was probably i probably had a stressful week like stuff probably triggered it triggered me and that was my way of dealing with it right by not dealing with nothing or nobody not even life so i just would sleep with
1: and it's weird because it's usually it's like two opposites it's either um like um because i know we're both like this too um oh you have me. you you really need to tell me exactly what it is right now so i can solve right now right because i'm not gonna be able to i mean i'm older now so i definitely am a lot better with it Mm -hmm. but i remember like when i was younger or in school if i couldn't do the whole roommate gotta issue with me for anything because yeah. I couldn't do it because I, I felt so like the tension for you was just like oh okay well it's tension but I don't care no for me like it's heavy and I feel yeah. it and, and now I'm uncomfortable so we need to address this right now and figure it out right now right. because I'm not gonna it's
0: you know we gotta I'm, resolve I'm over me. here
1: nervous and you over here chilling right right why you mad at me why you walk past me in the hallway you know what I
0: mean right right, right. okay little stuff like that this was really this was a really interesting podcast I, I feel know. like we got to talk more We need to talk more about this type of stuff.